This is Living the Breed with Fox News Chief Legal Correspondent Shannon Breed. Brian Kilmeade, I am so excited to have you as my celebrity guest on Living the Bream. How does it feel? Well, it feels good. It sounds like either Hemmer pulled a hamstring or Eric Sean <laughs> called in sick. So you always Stop. go to Kilmeade. I'm definitely the third option. Let's be you honest. You are Shannon. not. You're my number one choice, but you're so hard to book because you're in demand. And I'm arrogant. Let's well, be I'm honest. not going to listen. I <laughs> mean, if we're just going to put it out there. I and mean, I want to be paid. I don't want to bring it up, but right. it is the truth. Right. I mean, people who know anything about you. I mean, you're a best-selling author multiple times over. Oh, by the way, are you working on a new book? Do you have anything yes. in the pipeline? Can we talk about it? Yes. Is it... Is it need-to-know basis? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm more fascinated by this book than even the other two. The one I worked on for 20 years I was the George Washington Secret Six. Yeah, well, it's, it's history. <laughs> if it was my life, it wouldn't be. I, oh, okay. I don't think I'm nearly interesting enough. But And it turns out it might be fortuitous because it's Andrew Jackson, the Battle of New Orleans, oh. the unthinkable victory uh, that still doesn't make sense. I'm talking to military historians, too, and they look back at it and said that the chances of us winning and the amount of uh, and what was on the line is so underappreciated uh, in today's uh, day and age. It used to be a national holiday and Andrew Jackson is now looked at as the uh, if there was something like Donald Trump before, mm-hmm. it was Andrew Jackson, the insurgent, the outsider who didn't wasn't sophisticated enough to be president, mm-hmm. end up being president. But he was. Is he going to get kicked off the money, off the currency? Uh, no. Well, I would. I'm not going to let that. <laughs> Are you going to work that into your book? Well, you know the thing is, is Alexander Hamilton was going to get kicked off, right? And the now pre- the Treasury to... Secretary, and then he has this big hit Broadway thing, which you can't go to. You've probably been multiple times. Have you been go on StubHub. It's like thousands of dollar ticket. But I know you're very connected in New York, as you are around the planet and universe. I've heard. Right. Um, so if anyone could get tickets to Hamilton, I think it's you. Have not gone. Would you get lectured, do you think, if you went like the vice That's president I, did? That, that really turned me off for more than you would know. But I do believe, and I'm going to admit this to you because I feel uh, close enough to you. You should. It's just us. Um, I don't like musicals. I would oftentimes go and say, why, if you could talk, why would you sing? <laughs> I just, I just You're like musicals. missing the whole point. Right. I, and I, I openly say it's my problem, mm-hmm. but I just don't get it. I mean, I'm talking about great musicals. I'd even like Tommy and I like mm. the Who because mm. I'm saying to myself I don't you know I went to a Billy Joel musical I'm saying still I would love to hear him talk okay instead of you want the spoken word but when would I would you go to like a poetry slam no. Do you want to hear the word spoken out? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't I hear didn't it get sung. poetry. I'm oh, not even oh. sure. Are you strictly roses or red, violets or blue? Like, if it doesn't rhyme, I do get ticked off by poetry that they're like, oh, it has 17 mm. syllables. I do like a haiku, though. I find those challenging. 575. Five. Um, right. But when people say, like, I'm not going to read my poetry or mm. whatever, and it's like, the words don't rhyme, I don't count it as a poem. Does that mean I'm sort of like a Neanderthal? A little bit. And that does, it also means you can't be overwhelmed by romance romantic language, because evidently poetry... If it doesn't rhyme, it's not romantic. Right. But I do think that Hamilton the Musical is doing a public service Mm -hmm. because it is so good and it's so genius. I bought it thinking I was listening to Hamilton the book, so I was going up to a soccer tournament, which is way too far away. You only like the spoken word. And all of a sudden, I start hearing them sing. I'm going, that's kind of an interesting way to start uh, Ron Chernow's book. And I'm thinking (laughs) to myself, I bought the musical. And then I didn't turn it off. You didn't see, so you didn't know you like the sung word, not just the spoken word. Do you realize people in the inner city, people in small schools, big schools, big cities, small cities, now understand by listening to those lyrics mm-hmm. what the what it was like being in America back then and mm-hmm. the formation of our country? Well, you could tell they us just about were it. Not, they were just not into learning because they want to know what's going to be on the test. And you say you can sing about it. Well, do you feel like, though, that is a massive promise that people don't know? I, I mean, Waters World is a perfect 
perfect illustration of this stuff. You know, I cry every time. I am laughing, but I'm also horrified. Um, but when you these quizzes that are done and these polls that are done about is this in the Constitution? Is this not? You, you know, just basic civics. Uh, do you feel like people are just not getting it? It's not well, part of the curriculum. What I heard is uh, with education is that it's not on these standardized tests. They don't teach so it. So therefore, teachers know they have to teach it, but they are getting judged by the mm-hmm. results on their standardized tests, mm-hmm. and they leave it behind. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're not getting a story. And I laugh when people say, I'm not into social studies. Wait a second. Are you not into stories? Because that's what it mm-hmm. is. These are stories. And I could see if you're not into math or science, I don't have that gene. I don't know if you do. Mm. But Both. how can you not be into stories? And what if I told you you can touch and feel what happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's uh, there's these pictures right now on the Internet of the Civil War that just got released, uh, something like 4,500 pictures. And they have them. Here's what it looked like then. Here's what it looked like I now. I love those. And they're out today. It's on mm-hmm. Yahoo, right? Mm-hmm. One underneath the other. And if you take a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old and say, this is what happened. Take a look. And even with the spy ring that George Washington had, mm-hmm. I lived I've read in the about area, that. and they never took us. Really? Yeah. Do you want your money back? Oh, was it public school? In public school. Well, you want your taxpayer dollars back? I wouldn't mind. Um, well, you know, we can investigate that. Um, so about that book with the spies. Is it going to be? Is, is the new book going to be bigger, better, different? I think it's going to be uh, it's to close gonna, the loop on your shameless. It's going to be different. I just do think I do feel as though that people it's so underappreciated that this army was put together with uh, Native Americans, free uh, African Americans, uh, pirates. Literally, they, they were <gasps> pirates. bandits. Pirates. They were bandits, and they were convinced to fight. Uh, there were people uh, Creoles, and mm-hmm. they all banded together to fight for America after Louisiana Purchase in a way in which and trappers and Midwesterners and they came together just for this fight and they were able to take out the army that defeated uh, Napoleon Mm. six months earlier. They took him out in 15 minutes. Wow. And it was the sharpshooters and people who had to shoot and kill for a living. They were able to use some of that as sharpshooters actually in the war and even Wellington, we found this quote from Wellington when they said, okay, listen, you just beat Napoleon, go and finish off the Americans. And he said, no, and I'll just paraphrase. He said, there's something about that country mm. that you can't win because there's no definitive battle, because there's no city to take, because they don't quit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, don't, I like the old-fashioned, I beat your army. Right, and you're done. They, with America, we just melted away, and we fought them again and again, and we wore them mm-hmm. out. And that's exactly what happened. You, you big victories early, and we wear you out at the end, and we crush you because it costs you a lot of money. Your people lose, lose the will to fight, and we're fighting for our existence. So it wasn't a good combination for the British. Do you think we're still good fighters? I think we're great fighters. I think we have the finest army in the history of the country. But I mean, us as Americans, like, if they showed up, you know, door-to-door, hand-to-hand combat, I think we could take most of the world. I think we could. You know what's so interesting is that in, you do hand to hand combat in, eight, in your free time. In eighteen oh five, they were worried that we lost the spirit of seventy six. Oh my goodness! And then here we are with the next generation in our second revolution. Most of the generals that won the war, including Washington himself, had passed away, and they said, "Has America got soft thirty years in? Would mm-hmm. we fight?" And we were initially. Battle of Baltimore showed we'd fight, and the Battle of New Orleans proved we'd fight. You're really smart. You know a lot of stuff. 
And I'm not sure people see you that way. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> but take I'm expo- that. But I'm exposing it. Right. Um, do you love studying this stuff, this history and putting these, together these books? Because I can tell like you get so excited right. about it. You know why? Because I don't, people, I don't really get along with people. I know. And, we've discussed right, that. And, and think you get to research by yourself. Okay. Yeah. It's a solitary. Right. But and then when I go do you to even clubs. have time? Well, okay, we'll get to that. But okay, so what time do you get up in the morning? I get up at uh, I get up at two twenty. Do you ride a bicycle to work? Or are you a green energy? What happens? They're do you, kind do enough. You run here. They're kind enough to send a car, and mm-hmm. my car. I follow my car. I leave it at the train station, mm-hmm. and then I hop in their car. Oh. And then I go in. I get work done You're in the so morning. You're so organized. Yeah, I get get done in the morning. So when I'm done, when I'm done with Shannon Bream's uh, podcast, mm-hmm. live in the Bream. I am going to uh, meet with both with with Allison on the radio, She's and then the best, go meet with Lauren. By the way, thumbs up. Absolutely, Lauren Pedersen mm-hmm. on Fox and Friends. Also amazing. And then hop on a train and be dropped off. My car will be there. I like that. So, but you come in. You know the night before. We know a lot of what's going to be on our show, so you have some time to prep. But do you read on the way in a little bit? Absolutely. And you get here. How my, much time for you in makeup? My, don't, my, don't lie. Oh, don't four or five it. minutes. No, I have oh, seven minutes to be a guy. Literally, literally, we. I leave my desk downstairs. We're in the C one level. I leave it at forty eight. And on television at the top wow. of the Wow. So it takes three minutes to walk up. So six or seven minutes. <laughs> what do you, how if much do you If only it took that long. I, I'm a good eight or nine. I went out on a couple minutes over here. So I look like, at you as a very natural right, person. Right. I wake up like this. You do? No, no? I don't. Um, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot of spackles, smoke and mirrors. But it's the price we pay for being You know what females. I'm surprised at? You know I grew up on Long Island and I work mm-hmm. in New York City and been mm-hmm. here for 19 years. And you mm-hmm. have not asked me anything now that you live in New York. What? Where should I go to dinner? Where should I take Mr. Bream to dinner tonight? Well, I'm I'm pretty big Del Frisco's guy. Why? Are because you? it's close. It is super and the close. People are nice. And they have that big lemon cake. And know what I really like? Pricey. I like paying <laughs> I a lot of money. So should we just put them on your tab? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> put them on Kilmeade's tab. They got my credit card. Believe me, I think I have direct um, deposit. What else do you want me to ask you about New York? I, I love this place. I find that people are nicer here, I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying this, than the average person you find on the streets of Washington. Because everybody there, I work in the area which is around the Hill, Capitol Hill, the White House, everything. Everybody's very important, or they feel important. I feel like when I'm walking down the streets in New York, I feel like uh. I could twirl around like Mary Tyler Moore and throw my hat up in the air and somebody would catch it and hand it back to me. Or, very run, nice. or grab it and run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't happened so far. But I was really a doofus when I first started coming here because unlike D.C. where there are escalators to all of our subway metro stations, you don't have those here. There are big staircases. And so I got on the train with, I'd gotten off the train that brings me in from Washington at Penn Station. And then I just got onto the regular subway with a gigantic suitcase, not realizing when I got where I was going, there would be 8,000 huge steps to take. Yeah, I, I was just reminded how big that, that bag was. It is. You can find humans can sit in there. You really <laughs> There's can. a lot of stuff in there. Listen, it's not easy to be on TV. You've got to have backup outfits, shoes, accessories, you know. Well, put it this way. I get mocked endlessly when I travel because I have a problem overpacking, period, and I okay. always forget something. Number okay. two is, if I'm on the air, you could, I even have to bring... You know, let's say I'm on the air for four days. Four right, days of suits. Right. Then if you do a shoot in the afternoon, you need like a blazer and jeans. Right. And then if you want to work out, you need a few workout exactly. outfits. Exactly. And I also I want to look cute, and I wear tight outfits when I work out. <laughs> Please don't tell me that you do like the bike shorts or whatever with nothing over them. 
Why would, why would I put anything over them? Because it's too much no, information. I don't, I don't need to see no, that. I don't even have bike when shorts. I'm at the gym, seriously, there's a guy who works up there. I think it's in his underwear. I think maybe he just forgets to pack a gym bag and he just takes his clothes off. I'm like, is there not something you could put over those? You under- are such a curious underwear? person by nature. I'm oh, surprised that question has not come out. I don't want that at all. Um, but listen, back to my suitcase because that's what this yeah. is about. Um, so I found out when I tried to get off the subway for the first time with that bag, like, oh shoot, there's no elevator or escalator. I'm going to have to carry this thing and I might, you know, need disc surgery on my back or something when this is over. Total stranger people obviously could see that I didn't know what I was doing. I was not a New Yorker. And they're like, let me help you carry that bag. And they did. They did. Wasn't that so nice? It is. And I tell you what, I've done that before too. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing to me that New York gets away with that because we were the first to have a subway system. It has not been modernized since. Uh -uh. I mean, literally, if there's not a dip in the curb, you could get sued. I know. know. So how are we getting away with this as a city? All over the place. I mean, seriously, our favorite thing to do is we have a little contest whenever. Like when I was growing up and you take car trips as a kid, your parents want you to shut up. So they give you stuff to do, like find a license plate from every 50 states, whatever. Um, What we do when we're waiting for the trains is the first person who spots an animal in the subway station wins. So what kind of animals have you seen? Rats. Oh, rats. Those kind of animals. That's cheating. I don't mean like unicorns or anything. I mean like, no, the first live animal that you see in the station, you win. It doesn't take long. I win every time. You know what I found out Monday is one thing I've learned in my life is don't worry about squirrels. They'll get out of the way. Right? They'll come oh, yeah. out and they'll taunt you and go out yeah. of the way. But what I found out they is... They do taunt you, don't they? They do. They and know exactly go, yeah, what they're I'm doing. Coming. I know you're coming and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to survive. Play, the squirrels will play chicken with you. Right. But you know who won't? Hmm. Raccoons. Ooh. So raccoons don't have the dexterity I thought. And Did I'm they not have myself, opposable thumbs? What did you say? Did they not have opposable thumbs? The raccoons. You're talking about dexterity. I don't know. Do right. they have thumbs? All I could tell you is uh, maybe they're putting on too much weight because they do have a big torso. <laughs> uh-huh. Hit a raccoon. Oh, yeah. you don't want to do that, though. Yeah. Here's my L- thing. Loud is, thump. If I see a raccoon out during the day, like I'm out for a run or something like that, I just always assume they have rabies. Yeah. And you shoot <laughs> I don't them? Like get old bit. yeller? Yes, because I have a gun with me. No, not... <laughs> <laughs> well, living in Virginia, yeah, the Breams, can. the Breams can have guns down there. Not in New York City so much. You need to work on that. Uh, I'm going to the Jefferson Cup for soccer, back-to-back mm-hmm. weekends. Mm-hmm. Anything I should know about Virginia? Um, that it's awesome. And big. It's big. It's the Commonwealth, too. Don't call it a state. People get very upset if you call it a What's state. What's the difference? It's a Commonwealth. I know, but... It's a different formation of... Common. Of commonness. Things. We have a lot of things <laughs> in common as well. Um, that's a very big deal, that Jefferson Cup. It is, uh, For people yeah, who play soccer. I've been to it a lot, and it's a big college recruiting thing. Mm-hmm. But my, and I have you're one, playing in it. Yes, I like that. I'm hoping <laughs> to get a, get a scholarship. I have a daughter that's 14 and another that's the one that isn't, 16. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they broke them up on weekends. So I thought oh, this is going to be great. I'll be able to go and mm-hmm. go to both games. You could so stay I'm at my house back. in between. I would, you do Fox offer. and Friends from Washington. You could stay at the Bream's house because I'm here. And you can have our house. How far is Richmond from Washington? About an hour and a half. Mm, that wouldn't work for me. Well, she needs to get what kind of commute like, do you have now? I have it at 45 minutes. So it'd be a real stretch yes. to do an hour and a half. All right. Um, I need to ask you some questions. Okay. Okay. First of all, um, By I the have way, to... weren't you asking me questions? No, they, but these are different questions. Uh, these are ones I like to consistently ask people uh, who are privileged enough to be on Living the Bream. Okay. And by the way, Tucker Carlson, I will note, referred to it as Living the Dream. The Living the Bream, that it was a... Bream come true for him to be on the podcast. <laughs> and, so, and for you, too, clearly. So wait a second. Do you interview Tucker first? Uh, you weren't available. Oh. Anyway, um, favorite 80s band or music? Okay. 
This, this is, is a tough. One. This is a very tough okay. question, but I like to ask everybody who comes say, on the podcast. And actually, I'm kind of boring. I would say the police. <gasps> they're great. But I was that 1980s. I'm going to try. I also liked ELO because I couldn't believe that they could make a living because there's so many people in the band. There were. How did they do that? The Electric Eye Orchestra. They're still getting royalties, and like everyone gets eight cents. Right. Probably. <laughs> time their I song also is played. thought uh, in the was it the 90s? Oh yeah. I also liked the outfield. I was convinced they'd come up with another outfield, uh, another they album. Were very good song. too. I like right. them. But no hair bands for you or any of that kind of stuff. Let me see. Uh, I used to know. Old Def Leppard. I used to that. know the brother of uh, D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. Yeah, I saw them on our air today. Yeah. What was that all about? Well, they were on our air today. Yeah, I don't know. Twi- like there was a D. tease. Snyder like they was? were they were coming up. It no. was a tease for it was something. Was Foreigner Monday? No, I know this is different. I know Twisted Sister. You had D. Snyder was on our channel today. There was a tease, and I don't know if it was something's happened with D. Snyder. We should check on him. He's a smart guy. Well, used to be good friends with uh, Howard Stern until Howard Stern felt as though he was stealing a lot of his shtick. Uh-oh. Well, there's plenty of shtick so to I, go that, on. So that's a hairband, right? Yes, it is. Um, did you like it? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Twisted Sister? Yeah. A little heavy metal for me. We're I don't I don't want to be screamed at. Yeah. I don't want to uh-huh. be screamed at. I don't I don't really get no, okay. heavy metal. I gotcha. Okay. Now we're moving on to the cross examination. And this week it's going to take the form of would you rather? So I'm going to give you two options and you have to choose between right. things. Are you ready? Oh my God. Okay. So. Thank goodness this is Shannon Bream and you're nothing but class and It's going to be classy. Okay. Would you rather have no one show up to. Your wedding or your fun- funeral? No one shows up. Oh, uh, definitely. I would rather have no one show up to my wedding. Why? Because funeral is the final show. It's yeah, the but final nobody, show. you're it's not going to be the there. You're not going to know whether they showed up or not. Oh, wedding, you, you'll know. You know what I mean? It, but you know what I was saying? Even if I'm not going to be there, the fact that attendance would be strong would show that I had a life worth living. Mm-hmm. Also, if I'm struck down now, it'll be the prime of my life. Right. So and that'll it's going to be like, I will all be sobbing. Right. Fox News will have to go off the air because no one will be here working. Well, who, shut cover, it down. who would cover my death? <laughs> Could I? Right. <laughs> like, I, I would like you to. I remember Neither when he told me this story about when he collected shopping carts as his first job. Was that you? Yeah. That okay, was, so yeah. I, I would have stories yeah. to tell. I'll the, basically start on your But eulogy. just keep in mind, if we do the story, I wouldn't be there for the follow-up question of, is that you? I'm yeah, going to have to carry me. it. I yeah. know. Okay, so here's our next, uh, would you rather. Go back in time to meet your ancestors. So pre-1800s, not great living conditions back then, but it could be interesting, and a lot of your books are sent then, right? Or go way into the future and meet your great-grandchildren, something past post 2200 uh future i'm not interested in the past the you whole... write books about the past what are you talking I'm not about interested in not... my past <laughs> that's, that's true good you're, point you're interested in America. all of your best-selling books are about the past and you're not interested in history well i do have one one of my books was a best-selling sports book oh yeah i'm not familiar with all your yeah. bestsellers yeah. because when you've had so many what can you say yeah okay aren't you doing a book uh, that's TBD. Okay, would you rather find true love or $10 million? Can you put hmm. a price on love? Is your wife going to listen to this I podcast? Would, I would, hmm. <laughs> 10 million. Why? Because then you you know you could have you the ten million buy and love. buy I, no well, buying love that would be you, you're indicating prostitution. No, I'm just saying you've got choices to make. Right. I mean, if you have ten million dollars, you'd be surprised how much true love would be coming <laughs> exactly. your direction. Exactly. These are trick questions. Right. Just in case you're wondering. Okay. So if you ha- could have a superpower, would you rather be able to fly or to read people's minds? Mm. Keep in mind, I do. I am waiting patiently for the jetpack. I know. Was, so I've seen that. I've mm. seen you with one on. Right. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get injured with that. I would think Google that it, I, I would want to fly because reading people's minds would be a real burden. Because I would prefer be. right. to think that people like me to know for sure they don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather surf the internet or on the ocean? 
uh, the internet. I'm not big into surfing. I do think something terrible would happen to me if I surfed. You do? Yeah. Do you definitely think a Jaws is getting you? My well, brother got bit by a shark when he was well, surfing. Well, I wouldn't be. Uh, sharks a little bit. I also would feel, after I watched um, what happened with Greg Brady in Hawaii when he hit his head. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that you're not recovered. Just right. the look on your face. Right. I just immediately... think I could easily see drowning. Like, to me... No, those big not, waves. It does not seem safe. For real. Okay, right. so you're going to surf the internet. Um, do you wish you had more time or more money? Hmm. Is it? That's a Did good you question. know this was going to be Go such no, an ex- you are d- existential you are experience of, you are d- d- of depth? This is so much better than truth or dare. <laughs> oh, that's next podcast. Uh, is it fantastic? Yeah. Um, would I rather have time or money? I would say time. Yeah, because I don't know how you do it um, with all the schedule that you keep and everything else and researching and writing books. Well, my thing is if you're very self-centered mm-hmm. and don't worry about other people, you can get a lot done. It's, this seems like a good time to end the podcast. You think so? We're out of time. I've enjoyed our quality time together. Oh, there's a buzzer going off. <laughs> it's for real. All right. Thank you, Brian. See you soon. <laughs> Bye, Shannon. Bye. This has been Live in the Bream on Fox News Radio.